0: Hi, this is Wentworth Miller. You're listening to The Flash Podcast.
1: Back to the Flash podcast, your podcast for all things related to CW's The Flash, starring Grant Gustin as Barry Allen/Flash. I'm one of your hosts, Andy B, as always, and with me is one of our fabulous co-hosts, Lauren Galloway. Welcome back to the Flash podcast. How are you doing this week?
0: Thanks, Andy. It feels really good to be back.
1: Yeah, no, we missed you. know we um, uh, we had a great time uh, in season 1.5 during the summer and. Uh, and now you're back because uh, you know you're going to be here this week and next week. And um, Scott is um, um, out of town this week, and uh, so it's only me and Lauren. But we're still going to have lots of fun. And before we get to the episode discussion, uh, we, we have just some. Small news pizzas, not that small. They're actually pretty big. They're pretty awesome. Um, Candice Patton, um, the lovely Candice Patton, was interviewed by Glamour magazine. Thanks to the fans out there who was tweeting, uh, to Glamour magazine as well as the offer. Jessica Radloff, who you can follow at J Radloff on Twitter, who, she, who is amazing. And there's, she, they had a great interview. Thanks to the fans. who kept tweeting Glamour Magazine that, you know, you should interview Iris and you know, Candace Patton and so on. Thanks to the fans. It happened. And it's a very deep and a very awesome interview. Also, the, uh, Jess, uh, Jessica, she also included a lot of fan questions. So uh, we, we will add a little hyperlink to that in the show notes uh, I'm um, so saying show notes. So I, will, I will add it in the episode description for the blog post for this week's episode of the Flash Podcast. So make sure to check that out. And secondly, just a little update on Mark Hamill's big return to the Flash. Uh, Russ Burlingame, our good friend Russ Burlingame from Combo.com is uh, currently this week uh, in Vancouver doing some set visits. And during the Flash set visit, uh, they it was revealed that Mark Hamill will be returning for episode 9 the mid wow. alley. So, and okay, and it's it gets juicy here. So, listen to this. Okay. So, Kenneth Piper said this during an interview. I mean, it's a lot about family, uh, which is a big plot for Iris this season. That's really exciting. I don't know that I don't know there's much more I can say. We see some a reappearance of some rogues from the past that we know very well. It's a good Christmas episode, just like the last one, good villain and good love and good heart. And look, if this episode is a Rogues episode, like with Captain Call, He Way, Weather Wizard, the Trickster, Golden Glider, I'm gonna have the biggest fanboy meltdown in that week uh, because I've been waiting to see Rogues finally come together on screen since I got into the Flash. And this episode will air on December 8th. So now we know that if this is, you know, I assume that this will be episode nine because pro- because there's probably gonna be a break uh up in the week of thanksgiving and so i guess that the following week on december 1st and 2nd that's when we're gonna have the legends of flero crossovers so just a little update on the days like i said not confirmed by me i'm just speculating so don't go off and say tell cw that hey andy from the five has said a b and c and then bleep happens um luckily it has never happened but yeah yeah so it's just Take it as a speculation for now, but it's probably going to be the case because episode nine is usually when they wrap up the first half of the season. And last year, you know, they even aired the crossover events. I think also in the beginning of December. So so there's that. Um, how excited are you for Hamill to come back to the show, Lauren?
0: For having Mark Hamill back on the show?
1: Yeah, as a trickster. I.
0: I'm super excited. You know, uh, there was a moment in, in last night's episode or in this week's episode that I actually I was reminded of Mark Hamill's trickster performance, but I'll bring that up later. I Anytime a Star Wars character is, is in another universe that I enjoy, it makes me really happy, especially because, I mean, if Mark Hamill's going to be on, what did you say, the December 9th episode? December 8th. December 8th and we get Star Wars The Force Awakens a mere 10 days later That's oh my like god it's, it's the Star double Wars double the Luke, double the fun I'm stoked
1: oh I'm so game for this uh, it's, uh, and that trailer oh my god Lauren just let yes. it in. <laughs>
0: I can I tell you a funny story. Yeah, I went to Starbucks yesterday and I was wearing a Han Solo T-shirt. And there's this girl who that works there, a woman, and she goes to Comic Con a lot. And we chat about things. And she saw my shirt, and she like she was writing my my order on the cup, and she like set it down, and she looked at me, and she's all, "Have you seen the trailer?" <laughs> It's awesome. And like we just like there wasn't a line, so we stood there and talked for a couple minutes, and we we both totally geeked out because it was so awesome.
1: Yeah, and and I'm sure Scott and you guys will talk about it on Assembly Geeks in the following. if if Scott doesn't talk about the trailer, I'll be like Scott, what the hell? This is the biggest trailer of trailers since Trailers Camp came up. <laughs> trailers but uh, those are all the flash news for this week so let's jump into this uh, into this episode episode three family of rogues and yeah as the title kind of hints at it it's a big family episode not just for the snart family but also for the west family but but let's talk about the snart siblings as well as the introduction of daddy snart played by michael D. badass ironside who I'm always going to remember as Dark Side in these animated universe. He's amazing. What did you think of the introduction of um, Daddy Snart, as well as the further backstory on Lisa and Leonard? Because I know last season, both you and Amy were kind of like, you know, you loved Captain Cole, but you were not so warm on the Golden Glider. So how did you feel about this whole plot in general uh, from character to character?
0: I thought it was really good. Um, for any new listeners who aren't aware, I have the express joy of recapping the Flash for comicbookresources.com dot com this this season. That's right. And so it's it's been it'll be a really good layer to the podcast because Tuesday nights I watch the episode, I get to, you know, write my recap and get really in depth about things, and then I can talk about everything that I've like processed here on the podcast. So it's really cool. Um. I really enjoyed Lisa last night. I mean, besides the Iris-Joe scene, which was probably my favorite scene of this whole season so far because I cried like a baby, um, I thought Lisa was probably the strongest element to this episode because I did think she was a little... What's the word? I think in the episodes that she was in last season, she was just so she had so much attitude and she was so kind of like like the pissed off cheerleader, like uh, like like she was like a mean girl, you know, she was really sarcastic and um she didn't have a lot of depth to her character, but now we know why that's all those are all defense mechanisms to keep people from getting close to her because she's actually a very wounded person. And I thought it was so interesting that Cisco was really the only person who was willing to kind of go past those, was defensive layers and just really just approach her as a person not as a villain, not as a snart not as an adversary to Team Flash and I loved his scene with her in like the little quiet area of Star Labs and when she showed the scar because it's so easy just to look at villains as black and white, good or evil oh well you're doing something bad therefore you are bad Yeah, and she's like no I might do bad things but trust me there's worse and I feel like I feel like she really let him into her heart like a little bit last night. I, I really enjoyed that about her character.
1: Yeah, I think that. And something that also we, you know, we should remember about Cisco is that, you know, while I don't think he was abused physically or uh, by his parents as a kid, you know, we know that based on episode 16 last year that, you know, his family doesn't really look at him that much. You know, they, you know, Dante is kind of like the guy that is the, the star of the, of the of the Ramon family. So I think Cisco can kind of relate a little, you know, not relate to to Lisa completely, but she, I think she, he can relate to the fact that, you know, having a complicated family is something that we, that a lot of us have, and I think that's why it sort of worked so well and kind of because we got to see a lot of the humanity this time. I think Amy, I think it was either Amy or Scott or maybe even I said it in the spoiler section for, for this week's episode, uh, in episode two, that we were kind of hoping to see. Lisa not being so much of a sexual villain because she was using a lot of her sexuality in those two episodes she was in last last year, and uh, and this time we got to see really the humanity of it. That you know she is you know she is a rogue, but there is some there's some good in her, and um, and even with Captain uh, Captain Cold uh, you know because and this was also really good for him because you know we know he's going to be on Legends of Tomorrow as a series regular so that they're kind of using now this first half to kind of like do the character development you need to do and also give us, the viewers, a reason to believe why Rip Hunter is actually going to consider going to Captain Cold and be like, hey, you should join us and save the world from Vandal Savage uh, on the CW next year. And um, so now we kind of see a reason why there is... Or maybe maybe it's uh, Barry that vouches for, for, for Leonard and says, you know, hey, I if you need more members, I think you should reach out to Captain Cold uh, because there is some good in him, but he is a little bit hard on the edges. But then I don't know how they're going to come to the conclusion. Hey, let's recruit Heatwave, you know, this not-at-all-psychopath-fire-maniac. fire, fire maniac. Uh, But that will be probably explained later this uh, in the season. But uh, But it was good to kind of get the deep developments we needed for both those characters and it was kind of fun just to even though i you know look i don't i don't support child abuse at all you know you know you know it's it's a a very sensitive subject to me but and no but now knowing that and even though like i said i don't want to see captain cold and golden glider turn into good guys like you know kind of more like anti-heroes in a way but now we have a reason to kind of see what caused them to go into the world of criminality and it was just fun seeing lewis snart just being a complete bad guy, you know. Like there's no nothing good to him at all because you know you don't teach your kids lessons by abuse. And uh, you know, heck, we even learn about uh, Lisa having a very big scar. That I, I think she said, it, like he, he threw a bottle at her or something as a kid or something that kind of caused that.
0: Yeah, I really liked the the character development of Captain Cold in this episode because. Uh, like like Lisa, it's so easy to look at villains as totally bad all the way to the core, but they still protect family. They still have a moral code. They have a different moral code like to them robbing a bank is okay, but they won't kill anybody. Uh, you know, their moral code is very different. but still, you know there are people who are making decisions about their life and obviously it is setting up cold transformation into a hero on, Legend, and that's kind of what that's kind of what I wrote about last night. Let me see if I can pull it up. Um, <clears throat> I'll just read this because it's easier just to read um, that scene. Okay, so the scene where oh yeah, this was the the dark the Mark Hamill moment I was getting. Okay, so the heart to heart moment between Barry and Leonard at Iron Heights reminded me a lot of the Trickster episode because they're talking between the glass, and it just kind of gave me that, that like. Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader vibe when Barry tells Leonard that he can feel the good in him. Did you pick up on that?
1: Not immediately, but now that you mention it, <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I mean, he almost says the same line like, there's good in you, I can feel it. It was like a very Star Wars kind of moment. Um, but that scene also reminded me of when Leonard tells Rip Hunter in the Legends of Tomorrow trailer, I can't imagine any kind of future where I'm a hero. And he almost says the same thing to Barry, what you want me to be heroic, you want me to be a hero. And how so much we does pay? really right. <laughs> so we really got to see I mean it's just great that they're setting up Leonard's transformation on the Flash. And that's where it should be set up because he is a Flash villain. Um but I really like Wentworth Miller, and so it was great to see him have some like quiet dialogue scenes with Barry like Barry just kept showing up to talk to Leonard and Leonard was like just go away you don't understand and Barry just kept trying to help and I love that Barry went undercover and was like yeah I'm this cool tech guy in a leather jacket what's up it's my
1: it's my jam yo what's up yo what's up I'm Sam Uh, but uh, yeah no but that was a good arc and also you know i'm i'm shipping golden vibe um that was very sweet of uh, of Lisa to just giving give him a big smooch before she took off on her golden motorcycle the, <laughs> the you know, the glider bike or whatever Sisko would probably call call her bike that but but yeah no but it will be interesting to see how they bring her back after and so because i still think that she's kind of going to be like the new not the new Captain Cole when uh, Leonard is gone on Legends, but I think he is, I think she is going to be maybe leading the Rogues if the the Rogues is, becomes a a big part in the second half of the season. Uh, and also that makes sense because in the comic book in 52, two, she was for a certain time she was the leader of the Rogues. So and um, and like I said, you know I you know I'm a huge fan of Peyton List, so I'm glad that. She, you know, that she got to come back and she got to really explore more of this character and so on because she is she's a butt kick actress, you know. If you if you've seen the Tomorrow People, then you will know what I'm talking about. She is phenomenal. So it was great to get to see her do that. Uh, but speaking of a family, we that wasn't the only family focus we had this week, Lauren. Um,
0: have you guys mentioned on the podcast before? I can't remember if. When the, the Michael Ironside casting was announced that he was going to be playing Lewis Snart, her dad, that he also played her dad on Smallville. Have you guys <laughs> talked about that? I think I may have mentioned it last week, uh, but I, I have mentioned it at
1: some point. And I even uh, I tweeted out a photo of her and Ironside together on uh, on their final episode in Smallville when they were showing up uh, at Clark and Lois' house and being like, so you're together now. We kind of have a problem with that, and uh, so yeah, it's 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 a it was a very fun reunion. Uh, but sadly, they, they didn't get to have any scenes though in this episode. It was just they, you know, Lisa had been injected it, had been injected uh, by by him, you know, with a bomb in her in her body and so. But we never really got to see them have a scene together. So, and then you know he kind of froze and died.
0: Yeah, I, I thought was, that was cool that he played her TV dad before.
1: Yeah, that that, yeah, that was pretty cool. I know I I kind of geeked a, a little bit too because I'm like, but wait a minute, this is kind of like awesome because they were together on Smallville. Now they're together. Yeah, so it was no, it was fun. And but no, maybe there was a deleted scene or something that they that may, not, may that may end up on the Blu-ray DVD for season two. But um, but but let's talk some um, some about um the West family dynamic because that that had a huge role in this episode.
0: Yeah, I think on the podcast, we've speculated before about what happened to Iris's mother. You know, was she dead? Did she disappear? Had You know, was she a missing person? And now we finally got the truth. And I love that this is happening so early in this season. Because that gives Iris such a strong, anchoring, emotional point. Um, just for her to deal with some important things in her life. Like, she's not... She's not just left behind anymore as she was in season one. She, she's getting a really powerful emotional arc this season, and I'm I'm really 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 happy about it. So, uh, her mom, uh, played by actress Vanessa Williams, shows up and pretty much tells Joe that she's back and that she wants to see Iris. And Joe tries to pay her off now when Joe is willing to pay somebody off to like bribe somebody to get what he wants you know that that, it, that this is something important to him and you know he reveals the truth to Iris and you know superhero shows typically err on the side of lying to the people that you love to protect them but I am so glad that they decided that he decided to tell Iris and that scene that scene completely wrecked me. Like I feel like I cry a lot in Joe Berry scenes, but not as much in Joe Iris scenes. And I feel like like that scene really anchored this episode. Um, Andy, what did you think about that?
1: I no, I enjoyed seeing the storyline as well because we had been we had been talking a lot about what happened to French the- I even remember the fir- one of the one of the two questions I asked Jesse L. Martin last year at Comic-Con was, so what is the situation with Mama West? You know, like, is she dead? Like, do you know? Because in the comic book, she doesn't really have a lot of a backstory, and we don't know much about her. And he was like, I, I wanted the same thing. They haven't told me anything. And now we know what that story is. And I have a few qualms with it. I, I will say it's a... Emotionally, yes, it was a very emotional heartbreaking story to follow in this whole episode that you know she she had some drug problems and that she had been MIA for a, lo- a for a long time of of her Iris's life you know over almost 20 years or something and this whole time Iris thought that she that her mom was dead and that you know because Joe had been telling her that and look I will say this I'm no matter what mistakes and missteps a, a parent has taken i don't think it was right by joe it, it was, no i don't think i know it wasn't right by joe to lie to her because everyone should get to know where their parents are whether it, it's going to hurt them or not i think it's important that we all know where our, the people that gave gave life to us are and came from and what dark chapters and light chapters they've gone through and yeah, I will say that Vanessa Williams was phenomenal. I've never seen her anything, so this is my first time getting to kind of explore her as an actress, and I think she did a great performance. And I felt I, I got angry at Joe when he was just trying to, you know, pay her off and be like, you know, go away, leave the city, and so on. It's like, no, it, Joe, it's not. That's not your decision. That, that you know, she has every right to meet her child, and you know, I'm. I will get to this a little bit later. And um, yes, the Joe and Iris scene broke me because. I think it was just the fact that Jesse L. Martin cried the way he did that kind of broke me. Uh, Candace was also amazing. You know, it was li- like Quentin Lance and Laurel Lance on Arrow. These two, you know, Iris and Joe have awesome scenes as father and daughter. And uh, whether it is, you know, because in this instance, you know, he had lied to her, but this was killing him that he had to lie to her for this, this period of time. And. So I can't even imagine what he went through. Um, I did think that Iris maybe forgave him a little bit too easy. I think that she has had every right to be angry with him and kind of like you know. And I may- maybe that's something that we're gonna see over the course of the next couple of episodes that that she's still a little bit hurt by the fact that he did lie to her again because first she, he had lied to her about Barry having you know that he you know he he lied to her uh, because he knew that Barry had feelings for her. He also lied, you know, he made Barry lie to Iris that, uh, about Barry being in the Flash. And now, we're, you know, third time is not the charm. And I feel like it's, at this point, I think, you know, maybe Iris needs to kind of, I think Joe really needs to, you know, get his, you know, get his things together and so on. Like, you know, l- stop with the lies. You know, like I love that Barry had a talk to him and said, you know, look, Iris will forgive you over time and you know but look you need to give her a chance you know you should have seen her last night and by the way the opening of this episode was amazing just seeing Iris putting her nick out there for the story and you know we're we're seeing the age reporter coming to life i love that that's one of the storylines they, they promised us that we're going to see a lot of this season and it was nice seeing linda park too by the way for a quick second and uh, you know just gushing about how amazing iris is and uh, because she is and it was nice seeing them they're friends now they're not you know it, it's not like what it was last season um, did you like seeing linda back as well
0: yeah, it was great to see Linda. And I agree. That opening scene was awesome. I feel like whatever role that Iris had to play in season one of being kept in the dark, not really knowing what was going on, all of that is gone. And Iris finally, she gets to have a little fun. I mean, she jumped out a skyscraper last night and i feel like candace Patton fans the world over were rejoicing in that scene because you know everyone has been rooting for her to get more screen time and for her to be just more cohesive part of team blash and i think we're gonna see that this season
1: yeah and um and i did think i don't know if you guys did it as well but when barry was telling her you know jump out of the window and she's like what do you trust me and i'm like I'm thinking about Aladdin and Jasmine right now. This is awesome <laughs> because "A Whole New World" is one of my favorite songs of all time. It, Aladdin is one of my favorite movies of all time as well. So I can go on for hours about Aladdin, y'all. But um, yeah, and once again, West Allen hugs are the best. Like there's just there's just something magical about it, and I, I I love it. I will okay. So to get into my few qualms with the, with the, the focus of Mama West and Iris and Joe and so on, I will say this that. Okay, and it's not like I'm not hating on anyone. I'm not hating a character or on a writer or something. I will say that uh, because leading up to this episode, we had seen that there was going to be a big heart to heart scene between Joe. I mean, between Barry and Iris. Uh, you know, there was even photos out there, and you know, the, you know, even the, the you know the actors and the you know the, the official account for Flash had been kind of promoting that and so on. And in the end, it wasn't in there, and I I kind of got a little bit upset that. We had so many extra scenes with Patty. Like not like I said, don't hate her. I like her, but I kind of like she didn't really contribute anything to the story overall. She was just there, uh, you know, for a few quips and wits and jokes and stuff like that. I felt that you know this should have really been Iris' episode to kind of, you know. Let her meet, you know, like I said, I don't. I hope that she hasn't met her mom yet because it kind of sounds like to Joe that they've already met now and it's all good now. So I that cannot be left in off screenville. I it kind of pisses me off a bit because a mother and a daughter who hasn't seen each other for over 20 years that's something that you need to capture on screen, not just say, Oh, they've met now, it's fine now, and all that. I hope that was not the case at all, that maybe that uh, they're gonna hold off a little bit till. They're ready to meet each other. Maybe, you know, maybe in a few episodes, you know, maybe Francine will just remain in Central City for a little while, and then I will message her, you know, contact her and say, hey, I'm ready to meet. Let's talk, and so on. Um, because, yeah, I, I did get upset. And there's something that I, I want to bring up, um, the, uh, one of our tweets that we got um, from Marie at Bears Muffin on Twitter, who is, by the way, an amazing artist. She's done a lot of awesome, beautiful, geek-tastical fan art for The Flash, West Allen, uh, the West family. There's a great image she did when Wally West got cast, and it made me so happy the day after when I saw it. So you should follow her at Beard's Muffin and check out all her amazing stuff. But she tweeted in and said, I was looking for the heart-to-heart scene, for the heart-and-heart Barry and Iris scene, but they cut, they, they cut it. And, and a lot of people were tweeting in and saying, "You know what happened to that scene? You know Why did it get deleted? And so?" And I wanted the same thing. It kind of disappointed me a lot that they did get rid of it, and instead kept some extra patty and Barry scenes that I felt were kind of unnecessary because it was just and once again I more more than this episode and more than in the last episode she, patty was a lot like felicity it felt like seeing a Felicity 2.0 or something where she it was it was kind of similar wits and all that and I felt that but can't we just say it for another episode we have 23 episodes you know for each season why did we have to get rid of some of these important scenes that I hope get released on Blu-ray and DVD, or maybe even earlier They even release a scene that got deleted in episode 19 or something, when they were talking about how, you know, who was feeding the metahumans in the pipeline. So if they can release that, I think they should do the right thing and release that scene of Baron Ayers having a heart to heart when they're sitting and read, you know, looking at the albums, all that, and release it to the public, uh, from the visual CW YouTube or something. Um, like, like, do do you know do you know where I'm coming from? Why I'm annoyed with this? Uh?
0: I do. Well, here's the interesting thing: is that I don't watch a lot of trailers because I try to stay relatively unspoiled. So I didn't even know there was a scene cut. I like, I had no idea, and so. Like, if, if Twitter hadn't said something, I probably wouldn't have even noticed. Like, the reasons behind something like that, it's so hard to say because there's so many people responsible for making an episode of television. Like, should Iris have gotten more time to deal with the situation with her mother? Probably. Should there have been less Patty? Maybe. I don't know. I think it's, you know, I. I I've and television. They're trying to do so much all at once. Like there's an average of 30, 35 scenes in an, any given of uh, any given episode that's like forty-two minutes long. So that's almost a minute a scene. So there's so much happening. Um, would I have liked to have seen Barry and Iris connect? Yes, but I feel like I'm glad that her emotional connection point in this episode was with her dad and not with Barry. I think, I think it'll be good if she talks to Barry in future episodes, but I think for this to have a lot of weight, it was just that, that initial, like that first conversation of Joe finally telling Iris that he lied and then leaving it there so that maybe in next week's episode or the following week, Iris can have a lot of time to process what's going on. So I do think it sucks that they had to cut a scene with them, but I'm okay with it because her scene with Joe was so awesome.
1: Yeah, I. But, but but to me, like, if we look at this episode as a whole, let, let's look at all the arcs they had. There was one storyline about the star family. There was one thing about the Speed Cannon, and then, then there was a there was this whole arc about the West and so on. And but in between, you had these these patty scenes, and you had some other things that kind of, maybe you know, if they felt that they couldn't fit everything, in, then they should have done it like this. They should have done this episode about one family, and then the then other another, another episode about. The second family or something like that. Uh, this could have been the West family episode. And then another a future episode could have been the Snar family episode. and Or maybe the, in reverse order and so on. Because we know that they have to start... You know, they're setting up Legends tomorrow. So they're kind of... Not in a hurry, but we know that they kind of need to... They have a few things they kind of need to get to before they send off Captain Cold to Legends. But to me, it just felt... Yes, I agree with you, Lauren, that it was great that Iris and Joe... Like, they were the ones that really got to discuss this and talk this through and so on and like i said candace Patton, and jesse martin are they're so great together um but i and i but i felt it was still a bit unfair that we had a heart-to-heart scene deleted as well as you know like let iris be angry if she wants to be angry you know like look A great character doesn't just have to be, you know, understanding and be like, no, I forgive you, I understand what you went through. A good character can also be a character that reacts and gets upset and gets to have her emotions put out there. And that's one of the things I've had an issue with so far this season is that it seems that Iris is the only one that doesn't get to have her emotions represented on screen and while it's you know any everyone else, you know, Caitlin gets it, Patty gets said, Lisa gets said, and uh but not Iris and so on. And hopefully by the time we get to episode nine there will be an episode where she gets to express You know what? I'm upset. I'm angry that I couldn't do anything to save Eddie. I'm upset that we lost him the way we did. And I'm I'm am I'm darn upset that Joe that my father for the third time Made uh, made a huge lie by my and in this time it was about my mother. So I hope, look, if they can repre- if they can give us that before episode nine or in episode nine or whatever, then okay, then I will retract and be like, okay, then we're good because now you've given us the representation she deserves as well. Because look, what happened in May is huge, and like, it, it, and that's what I love about Francine when she said, she said, look. She lost the love of her life. She needs her mother. You know, we always, you know, when we lose someone important in our lives, we always go to our parents, whether it's our mom or our dad. So, I don't know, like, I, I will say this. They got a lot of great scenes, but I think they could have been a little bit better and also a little bit longer. And that's why I'm like, maybe we didn't even need Patty in this episode. Maybe we, we didn't even need Jay as well. You know, like, he could have been off, like, you know, yeah, I'm just going to build a speed cannon. then. Uh, but of course, he was done with it by the time, uh, by, by the time the episode was over. So, uh, and I, I, I don't know. Hope I'm, I'm not coming up as giving too much of a rant. I hope.
0: Uh, well, I think the thing to remember too is 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 that they are setting up so many storylines at once this season. So they're introducing Patty. So they're trying to just give her just a scene or two in episode. So she's not involved in any kind of emotional storyline right now, but she does show up on a few of the procedural type cases that, that Joe and Barry work. So I think that's fine. And they bumped into each other at Jitters, which was kind of cute. Um,
1: well, see, that was, that's where I kind of felt it was a little bit unnecessary because it's like, okay, we get it. We get it, Flash writers. You are going to hook these two up. you know, We're going to have a Perry... No, Patty and well, Barry ship. Patty okay. I, 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 is not my my candidate for a shipper <laughs> name. I, I'm Perry, P- Patty and Barry, we get it. They're going to have a relationship, and at some point they're going to break up because... West Island forever, it's destiny. But I okay, just thought that. Okay,
0: okay, wait, 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 wait. Okay. But here's the thing. Okay, you can't say, okay, error, okay, Flash writers, we get it. She's only been in one episode, so I know because we spend a lot of time on social media that like we're immersed in this world, and so instead of just enjoying the Flash like Tuesday nights, we kind of spend the whole week in this universe, and we know we knew that she was being casted like a long time ago, but viewers have only. Just met Patty. And so they are trying to introduce her as a love interest. And you know, they said they were going to do that. So they have to hold up to that. But at the same time, they do have to deal with Earth, too. I mean, I feel like. Jay Garrick was the entire focus of episode two, Flash of Two Worlds. And I just thought, okay, great, this whole like this whole season's gonna be a like a drawn-out storyline about Earth Two and Zoom, and then we come to this episode. And it wasn't procedural, but it was definitely more of a like a standalone episode because it was dealing with the Snart family as like the case that they were on. And so I thought, oh, my gosh, like, where's Jay? I want to see more Jay in this episode. This His scenes need to be way longer. So I think the way that you're saying, like, you would have preferred them to have cut some of the Jay scenes and the Patty scenes to give Iris more screen time. The writers were probably like, yeah, we'd love to do that, too. But we have to keep Jay in the episode because we can't just forget about this wormhole that's opened up because, hello – Big, Somebody very yeah, interesting, yeah, had to very interesting. <laughs> yeah so i think your frustrations are super valid and i think that's what makes good television and i think because the writers are seriously trying to pull off so much this season that some of the important things might get a little lost but hopefully they will bring them back like i'm i'm guarantee iris is going to have a lot of emotions in the upcoming episodes, because she's going to see her mom and just the regret of, you know, like, because her mom chose to leave Iris and never come back. So it wasn't just Joe lying about it. Francie never came back. And, like, Joe didn't want Iris to feel the abandonment, so he really was trying to protect her. I think they're going to get into all of that in the next couple episodes.
1: Yeah, and like I said, you know, I think that... Um, and, like, I, I think we will... You know, like we will see more of Fran- And Like I said, love Francie. I love seeing what she added. And you know, like yes, you know the drug addiction was. You know that was. You know that was a big thing. I didn't know. I didn't know that was the direction they were going. But you know, I believe in her. That she's now she's doing a lot better. And I think you know. And, and look, either way, she's always going to be Iris's mom. And I think that she. I, I got a little bit irritated that Joe was like t- trying to tell her no. I'm going to pay you off. And then you you have two uh, two days before you have to leave the city. It's like, well, Joe, you're a detective of CCPD. You're not the mayor. So don't try to make decisions you can't make. But, yes, but, you know, aside of my of my issues, Iris, you know, Candace Pan, once again, she sold the show and the scene she had. And, you know, seeing, like, her face just, you know, melt. As, you know, she's being told all of this. While also keep, you know, saying, you know, and... <sighs> I can't take Joe West crying in the way he did. It kind of, like he covers his eyes and like you know, you know, like a lot of men, you know, they you know they don't want to show their emotions in front of you know people and so on. But no, Joe West, you know, if he needs to cry, he will cry, and that was beautifully uh, performed by both Jesse as well as Candace. Um, so so yeah, but um, but let's you know let's uh, let's move on and talk about some other things in the episode. The speed cannon, oh my god, I want to go visit that set and just see what it looks like. Even though I'm sure it's probably a bunch of CGI, but it still looked so cool. What did you think of it?
0: The visual effects on the wormhole were incredible. I felt like I was watching a space movie. And, you know, they didn't show it too much, because obviously it's very expensive visual effects. Oh yeah. But... You know the the scenes are Barry and and the team and Jay are all looking at it and it's like all glowing blue and it looks all beautiful. It was like watching like a sci-fi movie like Star Trek or Star Wars and, you know, props to Armin and his whole team. Um, you know, they can do Grodd, they can do The Flash, they can do a really cool wormhole. And I thought it was sweet that Caitlin and Jay got to share a few moments together. Not that she's totally over Ronnie, but the fact that her heart is even willing to let somebody else in, I think is a good sign that she's starting to heal.
1: Yeah. I, I, Look, you know, we kind of knew that, you know, there is a Jay and Caitlyn relationship going to happen. And then, you know, it's even though uh, to to me and, uh, and Amy and Scott last week that it was a little bit odd because, you know, for us, when we were watching the show, it's only been a week. But for Caitlyn, it's been six months. So, but you know, if we get over that a little bit and so on, yeah, they're cute together. I think they're cute together. And um uh, and I loved his line about ah oh, whatever g- earth you go to you can always rely on that there's a big belly burger nearby you um, it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's a it's a it's a, it's a, it's a multiverse sh- uh, food chain if you know what I mean uh, but uh, yeah
0: clearly they got the franchise rights to build on all the universes in the new 52
1: <laughs> exactly and uh, so you know that was fun and um, but yeah but uh, this whole thing and, and I know this is kind, um this can kind of go in together with our final discussion point. Uh, there's one more after this. But, you know, the thing that we were going to say to the very end kind of plays in a lot with this. Which is, at the end of this episode, Lauren, who shows up in the Speed Cannon uh, breach? Dr.
0: Harrison Wells.
1: Of Earth 2. Or, is it from Earth 2? Do we know that it's from Earth 2? What if it's from a uh, another world? We... we do we know? right
0: is it is well jay said something interesting he said that the particle accelerator exploded on earth too that gave him his powers did you catch that yeah i did i was like wait a minute did he
1: did he just say what i think he said i because
0: like it was such a like a, a throwaway line like he just started talking about something else i was like wait a minute so you got your powers the same way that barry did which means there's a particle accelerator on earth too well,
1: yeah, the, the, didn't they? I think they even mentioned in the, um, the post critic scene in uh, in the premiere, you know, when that guide was going through um, through Star Labs of Earth two, that you know that they talked. I think they par- talked about particle accelerator. But the thing that kind of confuses me is that wasn't the whole point of all these new metahumans this season that they were not going to be a result of a particle accelerator? That they were going to have their powers come from somewhere else?
0: I, so I think that's the loophole, is that they aren't the result of the Earth-1 particle accelerator. Oh. They're the result of the Earth-2 particle accelerator. So,
1: oh, Andrew Kreisberg, you and your tricky interviews. <laughs> and, so, well,
0: <laughs> unless
1: Harrison Wells from this, from that showed up, it's from a different Earth.
0: Right, that's okay. So but it's this probably, probably Earth-2,
1: Harrison. So sorry. I, yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's,
0: this, this is what I'm concerned about. So I think I said this last season that or maybe it was in our finale recap or something that, oh my gosh, you know, I love Tom Cavanaugh so much. I hope that we get Earth 2 Harrison Wells who's like the real Harrison Wells. That he's like the good guy that Eobard Thawne had killed on Earth 2. He had never been killed. And he's going to be this good guy and we get to see good guy Harrison Wells. But what if Eobard Thawne, when he dematerialized in the finale, what if... He just rematerialized on Earth Two, or like, what if the Aobard Thon that's on Earth 2's future in the year twenty four, whatever, goes back to the particle accelerator to get Jake Eric's. Powers. I mean, he. Oh, when Tom Kavanaugh showed out through that portal, he was surrounded by blue light, which reminded me of Zoom. And I know that he's not Zoom because there's a different actor voicing him. But I just had this moment of like, please be good, please be good, please be good. I don't think you're gonna be good. <laughs> well, you know that because you know only you know
1: just because um, Tony Todd, who's voicing Zoom, he's not gonna be Zoom. He's not. He's not the man we're gonna see under that mask.
0: I know. I know.
1: It's it's gonna be me, <laughs> like you know, like you know that I've been setting up all these speculations on this podcast, and then I show up on the on the finale and be like, you know, what's up? I'm Zoom and I'm wearing this gray ghost-looking costume, and you know, hey, can I go play with Cisco and play with his toys because they look pretty awesome? Uh, and then everyone is like, no, we need to capture you, but no, but like it's gonna be to see who they who is Zoom and but I. You know, I want Tom Cavanaugh to play an anti-hero version of Harrison Wells. I don't want it to be entirely good, but not entirely evil either. Um, you know, I want him to be somewhere in between because, you know, otherwise it will feel like the same thing again. I, you know, if they want to show us a good Harrison Wells, go for it. But don't give us another evil version of Harrison Wells.
0: Yeah, I don't want to see an evil Harrison Wells either. I would love to see a really good... Harrison Walls. But the question is, because once they stabilized the portal, Mm -hmm. that means there are now two doors. And Harrison knew that he could walk through that door and come into this world. Like, that didn't just happen by accident. So, well, maybe it did. Maybe if the portal opened up in Star Labs in Earth 2 and he was just investigating it, maybe he does accidentally come over. It just seems like... He's up to something, which maybe they're just teasing that out for us. Maybe he is a good guy. Maybe he married his sweetheart and created Star Labs. But, I mean, the fact that the particle accelerator exploded in this version of Earth that was an accident to cause metahumans and speedsters to be born, and on Earth 2, there was a particle accelerator explosion, that just doesn't sound right to me.
1: Yeah, I... Yeah, I w- I'll have to go back and watch the episode for like a third or fourth time and see, you know, I don't remember the full line, but you're right. They d- he did specifically say when the particle accelerator exploded, I don't think he was talking about Earth-1's particle accelerator incident. I think he was talking about Earth-2 for sure, but but, but that's just one of many mysteries. And speaking of mysteries, Lauren, what happened at the end of this episode other than Harrison Wells, the real Harrison Wells showing up?
0: Well, one of my favorite T V dads of all time, Victor Garber, aka Daddy Spy from Alias.
1: Spy Daddy. I said Daddy Spy um, Oh I'm sorry.
0: Victor I... Garber passed out again. Ah, oh, and he turned blue and he flamed that ball crazy. Yeah, I oh.
1: Okay, I don't think he. Is, I don't think they're doing the Deathstorm storyline. That Russ, uh, I think Russ Berlin game on Combo.com. Did you see that article two that they were talking about? You know, what if this is the beginning of Deathstorm, which is a a much a much darker aspect of the Firestorm mythology? But I, I kind of went a little bit. No, but you just threw away that hard mon, you know, monitor whatever like into the the breach. You needed that. <laughs> And you said you were fine, and then he collapsed. It like, he, like, he was freaky, because I thought it was going to happen in next week's episode.
0: I think because because I've seen the trailer, which we're going to talk about later, it kind of explains right away what's going on with him. And, and obviously, he's having a hard time dealing with the Firestorm Matrix by himself, because before, Ronnie could sh- kind of share the load a little bit.
1: Yeah, it was freaky, because you, all this throughout this whole time, you thought he was well, and then he wasn't.
0: Yeah, well, I I could kind of tell that that his health troubles weren't over. But it was really interesting that he flamed up blue. And I don't know enough about Firestorm in the comics to know if that's a nod to a comic where Firestorm like his flame changes color, or if that just means he's so overheating that it's not safe anymore.
1: Yeah, no, I will send you that article that uh, they wrote up and, you know, see their speculation on. Even though they were probably not going to get storm, But, you know, it's an interesting aspect you could play around with on, on Legends, even, at some point. Because, you know, there's they're obviously p- they're giving us a Firestorm show within Arrow, Flash, and Legends in so many ways. Um, but, but yeah, but I guess... Um, I guess other than that, uh, that's that's pretty, that's pretty much it for this week's episode. Uh, it was it was a very a very straightforward episode. We kind of knew what was going on. We got everything cleared out, and um, yeah. So beside you know, beside from my issues, it was a very fun episode and a very emotional charged episode. And um, I can't wait to see next week's episode.
0: Yeah, one cool thing to mention, too, is that as we record this episode, and as listeners, will be listening to it later, today is Back to the Future Day. Back and to as the Future. Flash, as Flash is a time travel show, uh, we just want to say happy Back to the Future Day, everybody.
1: Yeah, and um, great Scott, Marty. We, we have to go back. There's something we're wrong with it. To Earth, children. too. <laughs> to Earth, too. Where we're going, we don't need roads.
0: Speed. <laughs> yeah, we don't.
1: Wherever we're going, we don't need speed.
0: <laughs> How sad is it that jay has no speed? I mean,
1: well, that makes he it makes he. It's 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 sad, but you know he gets to stay on our Earth and be all sexy and all that.
0: I know Caitlin totally convinced him to stay. I mean, here's a guy who just got transported off planet to another dimension. And Caitlin bats her eyes at him and he's like, Well, I guess I could stay a little longer.
1: <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, go on a go on a little date with, at Big Belly Burger with ya and all that. And uh, it's there's Oh,
0: and and Jay got a haircut. Did you guys know Yeah, I I
1: noticed? I noticed that and the one and he looks uh, even sexier with that. Um, yes, I have a thing for Jay Gary because he's damn good looking. Stop! Stop! You know, don't judge me. You know, I. You know, he's hot.
0: Here, Andy will just say it. All speedsters are sexy. It's yes,
1: true. it is. You know, look at Wally. You know, the new Wally West is hot. I'm sure whoever doing to cast is Bar allen It's pretty hot too. So, yes, yes, all speedsters are hot. Hashtag. Which you heard here first <laughs> on the Flash podcast. <laughs> Let's get to some listener feedback before wrapping up this week's episode of the of the Flash podcast. So, Lauren, what did people on the the interwebs have to say?
0: Yes, so we have a tweet from BJP211, uh, the Flash podcast. Excellent show. Wells is back, but isn't he now wanted by the police for the murder of Barry's mother? Oh my god, that's a good Great point. Scott <laughs> Great Scott, BJP. Great. Yeah, um, he confessed the death of Nora for the murder of Nora Allen, and now he's back. So they might have to keep him in the Metahuman prison for a while because. <laughs>
1: <I plan. laughs> Yes.
0: Yeah, or Harrison,
1: Polo Clark in Clark. The- yeah. yeah, or Polar Clark Kent, just glasses. No one will recognize him. Well, <laughs> or he's walking now. That, that...
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> that's true. We actually get to see Tom Cavanaugh back on his feet, huh?
1: Huh? ha uh-huh, uh... uh-huh. <laughs> Sarcastic clap like Harrison Wells did in episode three or four of the Flash. <laughs> that okay? I, I will give you a, I will give you a half point for that pun. Not okay. pun, but a little I nod. I re-
0: that point. Um, all right, Derby Kid, our wonderful friend Rebecca, co-host of Supergirl Radio. Which just uh, wrapped love-
1: up, uh, sorry, yes, they just wrapped up season zero this week. So congratulations on 37 episodes. uh Woo. Yeah, since February. They've been going for a long time. And it's also, once again, the best and the first Supergirl TV podcast. So you should subscribe today and get ready for Supergirl, premiering next Monday at 8.30 on CBS.
0: Uh, thank you for that Supergirl plug. hmm I mean, uh, Rebecca says, "I loved seeing the more vulnerable sides of the Snart family, and especially enjoyed the Lisa and Cisco scenes. Yep, we did as well." W oh, thirty um, love seeing Cole doing anything to protect Lisa. I wonder if he'll meet the trickster in prison. Hmm. Hashtag rogues. Better, ha- I it better
1: happen. It better happen. So, R <laughs> Camel and Wentworth Miller in a scene together is going to be the biggest, bad thing I've ever seen. You know, it needs to happen. I think it will happen, hopefully.
0: That would be awesome. Well, didn't they say they were going to move Snart to the Metahuman wing? I thought that was another little, like,
1: Yeah, oh my god. You're so right. Like, I, Joe said at the end, like, you know, yeah, I've already filed uh, the, the paperwork for it, and so on. Uh, although, it's, it's not going to really make a lot of sense why they're moving him. If he doesn't have any powers, like, how does he qualify on that level that I kind of want that to be explained? I know I'm being way too nitpicky right now, but you know, I'm just, (laughs) that's it. I'm just saying.
0: Um, All right. And the last piece of feedback, crispy 47. That was great. Love the play on starts devotion to his sister. Shame on anyone who thought Barry got shot too quick. That was like such a "bye Felicia" kind of moment where Barry's like, "I caught your bullet. Don't even worry about it."
1: Who's Felicia?
0: You don't know that that phrase on the internet? "Bye Felicia."
1: Who's Felicia? What, what are you talking? <laughs> Lauren, I live under I live under a rug. What, what 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 is his reference?
0: It's it's like a trending way to like say goodbye to somebody with like sass and attitude. You just be like, "Bye Felicia." Oh. That's all.
1: It, from what TV show is it from?
0: I have no idea.
1: But, but there ha- it has to be from a TV show. <laughs> what are you like? It there, it, 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 can't, it cannot. It, it must have come from somewhere.
0: It, it totally came from somewhere. I just don't know where it came from.
1: Bye, Felicia. Okay. Um, well, we do have uh, one um, quick uh, little feedback from. Um, it's actually a little voice message from our good friend Mike Schmidt, who composed our amazing theme song. So, Mike, take it away.
0: Hey guys, just finished watching The Flash. Uh, amazing, awesome, another awesome episode. Uh, great job. I went with Miller as
1: Captain Cold again. Always awesome and ama- also awesome to see Michael Ironside as Lewis
0: Snart. Always a lot of fun watching him work. And of course, what is with Harrison Wells? from Earth to walking out of the walking out of the portal, and then you leave me sitting there like that. Seriously. All right. Anyway, thumbs up.
1: And we're back. Thank you, Mike, so much for your amazing thoughts. And, uh, yeah, that's going to wrap up our feedback section for this week's episode of The Flash. If you want to have your thoughts read on the show, tweet us at The Flash Podcast or email us at gmail.com, and we will read as many as we have time for on the show every week. Uh, but, yeah, that's our episode discussion. We're now going to move into some plugs so you know where you can find us and other great sites that we want to recommend you to before we move to the preview section for next week's episode of The Flash. So, Lauren... My amazing Lauren Galloway, you're you're one busy woman right now, and you're probably going to be very busy for for the coming years because the world needs you. They need the world needs Lauren Galloway. So, <laughs> what are you up to right now, aside from hosting the Flash Podcast, kicking some ads as uh, one of my, our co-founders of the mall Report? What are, what are you up to these days? What what is what are, are where can people find you on social media and uh, on other websites?
0: Well, first and foremost, the, the two things that are really excited this season is I am the new assistant editor for comicbookresources.com, and I'm kind of still in my, my training phase, but I am able to, to put up a couple articles every week, but I am also recapping The Flash and Arrow for comic book resources. So if you guys like to read reviews, if you like to read kind of in-depth conversations about um The Flash and Arrow. You guys can check out my recaps just by going to cbr.com and just typing in Flash Recap. It should show up right there. Um, You know, some of the recaps are a little more kind of play-by-play. Some of them are more review style. But it's been so much fun being able to write about comic book shows for a comic book website i mean it it really is just the coolest thing um my recaps usually go up tuesday nights for the flash and wednesday nights for arrow and then i'm doing a pop weekly column for the tracking board which on twitter is my tracking board and every friday i get to just kind of highlight all the best nerdy pop culture news of the week um what else are we doing andy flash podcast uh, the Marvel Report, if you guys are Marvel fans, we are recapping Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We have really cool cosplay columns and tutorials. That's all on the themarvelreport.com. And uh, yeah, lots of good stuff going on. And you guys can follow me. I'm on Twitter all the time, uh, at Lauren Galloway.
1: Yes. And, um, and also, she also hosts the P. Carter podcast on assemblygeeks.com, which, you know, we're less than uh, three months now till the season two premiere of Agent Carter, which will air on Tuesday nights at night 87 Central on ABC. So, you know, first you can watch The Flash and tweet in your thoughts after that, and then you go watch Agent Carter on ABC. So, you know, it's a, it's a comic book Tuesday, basically. And, um, yeah, of course, make sure to check out Assembly Geeks, uh, which is my co-scotts. Big program which has now a number of awesome shows like Gamers Dominion, Book Combo- Comic- Noob, Book Noob. Comic- Noob, Noob. I, Scott, I do, I know all your shows. I will remember them all. And uh, and yeah, and you can follow them on Facebook and Twitter at Assembly Geeks. The Flash Podcast you can find it at theflashpodcast.com. You can follow them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Vine, and Periscope all under the Flash Podcast. And if you want to support us, the best way to support us. But aside from downloading the show and listening to it, of course, is to subscribe and rate and review us on iTunes. iTunes is a great way to support a show by, you know, give us, you know, five stars. Let us, let us know what you think about the show, what we can do to improve the show, uh, if you have any questions about it. And, you know, and, Lauren, you know, like we've said before on the show, why does it help so much that we get more iTunes reviews and ratings?
0: When Apple sees that a show is being rated well and reviewed well, it will get bumped up in the the search order and it'll also get bumped up in trending shows. So, you know, it might take a few minutes for you to pull up the review section on your iPad or your iPhone or your computer, but it really, really, really does help podcasts to get rated and reviewed on iTunes for Apple's algorithm.
1: Exactly, and also like Amy said before on the show, the more ratings review we get, the more we can do for you guys uh, as just a podcast. You know, we can give you more content, and hopefully get some more interviews done, and go to red carpets. You know, you know, she, like you saw on Fest, Amy kicks so much ass on red carpets, you know, and getting awesome interviews. So, you know, the more you know, the more exposure the Flash Podcast gets you in terms of ratings, reviews, and shares on social media, the more we can do for you guys as a podcast as well as, you know, as a bit, as a great place for all flash things. And, um, yeah. And, you know, that's, you know, I think that's awesome when, you know, people have time to just, you know, head over to iTunes quickly, and just give it a rating and review because it, like I said, it does help us a lot. So, and, uh, if you have uh, any questions to us, uh, email us at the flash podcast at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, that's going to wrap up our show for this week. Uh, before we're gonna do a quick little spoiler section for next week's episode. Uh, but if you're not sticking around, for all of our amazing teammates here on the Flash Podcast, Amanda B. I'm Lauren Galloway, and we will see you next time on the Flash Podcast.
0: The more unstable he becomes we could find a match and save his life
1: We think you have potential capabilities You can shoot fire out of your hands dude, and you can do all this only with a willing partner I deserve the firestorm matrix You set up a flat right? right. Flash only this Tuesday at 8 7 central on The CW Amber Bag. What you just heard was the audio for the trailer of next week's episode of The Flash, the fourth episode called The Fury of Firestorm, which is a huge nod to the, the comic book series, uh, The Fury of Firestorm. And Lauren is going to read the official description for this, for next week's episode, so take it away.
0: Introducing a Firestorm, Barry and the team look for another Firestorm match for Dr. Stein. When the team meets Jefferson Jax Jackson, guest star Franz Jermay, Caitlin has her reservations about whether Jax is the right match for Dr. Stein. Iris surprises Joe while Barry and Patty grow closer. Stefan Plazinski directed the episode written by Kai Wu and Joe Paracchio. Uh, it will air next Tuesday night at eight o'clock.
1: That's that's right, and uh, that this is the big the further beginning of Legends Tomorrow, which will be the um, the Arrow spin spin-off series kicking off in 2016, and we will we will be meeting for the first time Jay Jackson, or as they say in the in the description, Jax. It's gonna take a while for me to get used to. Uh, Jax, Jefferson Jax Jackson. Um, jay jay, jay I, I don't know jay jackson uh, and uh it's going to see how they sort of connect because you know these will be this will be our new firestorm and as phil Klemmer has said in previous interviews you know jay is probably the last person that Martin Stein would ever want to share firestorm with so expect there just be some tension you know like there's going to be maybe some well you know he argued with ronald ronnie wow i said ronald i meant ronnie i I'm becoming Martin Stein <laughs> if I can only not do an amazing impersonation like Cisco did. Um, how awesome was that, by the way, Lauren, when Cisco just went into full Victor Garden mode?
0: <laughs> that was absolutely hilarious.
1: Yeah, and I'm like, well, I don't want to laugh, but I kind of want to laugh because it's exactly what Professor, St- Professor Stein sounds like. But, um, but yeah, I'm sure Cisco probably won't be laughing that much now that Martin is feeling a little bit blue. Uh, but, yeah, I, I'm excited to see how they do. It. And also, like I'm hoping that they will give us an easy explanation to, you know, to th- how a new person can connect to the Firestorm Matrix. Uh, because, you know, how does that work? You know, like, I don't just want it to be like, oh, look, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a perfect fit. Boom. Now we're merged. Uh, I kind of want there to be a good explanation visually, especially because you know how pretty they get it with the visuals on this show.
0: Yeah, I think it's interesting that we're getting a new firestorm, and part of me wonders if that's because Robbie Amell's shooting schedule for other projects is just prohibiting him from being on The Flash this season, or if from the beginning Robbie was just supposed to be a temporary firestorm. And that, that's difficult because I really like Robbie Amell, and I think Caitlin and Ronnie deserve to be happy. So I'm, I'm always interested in when characters die on shows if it was the actor's choice or if it was the show's choice
1: yeah no, i know it's a good question but i, I think we uh, we can all agree that he is probably still alive in this universe and i don't i think he's trapped on earth too actually and uh, he probably will be back and so well, but he even robbie mel has been tweeting that you know i will be i will be back don't worry i will be back so um but how actually
0: that's true he took a picture with friends this morning on instagram oh he did
1: Wait, is this is that photo I I know I the, the photo came out today. I, I tweeted it out. But wait, was that photo taken today? Like are they together on set, do you think? Maybe. He could Well, if they're filming the fin- the midseason finale, that makes a lot of sense. Um but in terms of next week's episode, um yeah, no, I'm excited to see that and um I wonder what it is that Iris is going to surprise Joe with. Um you know, maybe she takes a big decision about whether she wants to meet um she wants to meet her uh, her mom or not and so on. i i don't know it, what, what do you think that's going to be about
0: oh gosh it could be anything i mean he she could she could tell joe that she wants to meet her mom and spend more time with her mom and build a relationship with her mom maybe she i know that people aren't going to be happy about this. It's just an idea. Um, maybe she's going to spend some time with her mom and, like, not be on an episode. Um, I don't
1: know. I think I think it will... I think if... I don't think she's going to be... She uh, I know she... I, she, I think uh, maybe one episode or something, or she might have lesser scenes in one episode, but it's it's a good question. I, I'm looking forward to seeing more of it. Um, and and yeah, Barry and Patty they go, grow closer, you know. I'm not a hater. I just don't have much of an opinion as of this moment. Um, but um, but yeah, no, my, I'm excited for all things firestorm. I like the title because um, there you know there there was a comic book for a long time called The Fear of firestorm, So I'm wondering, and we also we're gonna see another firestorm villain, um, Tuckamak. Who was that? Uh, the guy, right. yeah, the guy who was freaking out and traded like you know, I should, I deserve the Firestorm Matrix. Yeah, that was intense. Yeah, so it's um, it's it shall be interesting, but um, but we will we will discuss more next week, and you you know you're gonna be back as well, Scott. Uh, so we'll be discussing more about what's gonna be happening with the new Firestorm. So thank you guys so much for tuning in this week, and we will see you next time. Have a good one.